episode of Every Playlist Tells a Story. I'm Jimmy. Feeling, I'm awkward, feeling awkward because... <laughs> go ahead, Mr. Stranger. Hi, I'm, I'm Todd. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. He always. This is the first time I've introduced... When you were, when Todd was yeah. around, and it's making me, yeah, very, it's very uncomfortable seeing you across the way gotta, with me in charge. Get more, hey, every place tells a story. Come on, turn it on, Jimmy. And welcome back to another episode there of Every is. Playlist Tells a Story. I'm Jimmy. I'm Todd. I'm Emily. And I'm Laura. And Laura is here to talk about a very special band in all of our hearts. She's going to have a story about Tool that I know everybody's going to love. Other things we're going to cover. We got a top five. Todd has a story. That's all I know about it. He's going to tell us a story. <laughs> TikTok finds. A TikTok. I haven't find. been here for a while, so I've got some. Been you collecting my TikTok stuff. A lot of catching up to do, and I got. A lot a, of, I got a recap of uh, a special uh, event that happened up in Wisconsin because we're coming off a Get the Let Out tribute show at the Victory Theater, yeah. and there was a little thing called Tribute Island I wanted to talk about. But uh, start out first. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Glad to be in town. Not so bad. Yeah, it's a rare moment. It's a rare me. moment. I've been what, moving. What's keeping you so busy? Just everything. Every comedy, country. How everything. many comedians are you dealing with? Uh, one currently two, but lots lots of scheduling stuff. So okay. keeping me busy. And then uh, fall is going to be even busier then. Yeah, fall is going to be busy. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's if, if they could have three of me, I'd be fine. <laughs> Is that the problem? Is the That's shortage the of yeah? Well, no. It's just particular. I think particular people like working with particular camps, and I have three of them that all have shows on the same days in the fall. So it's figure out which one you want me to go to, and figure out who's going to do the other ones. But I'm still advancing everything and getting everything in order. So I hope it leads to a particular pay raise. Hey, I'm, I do all right. Don't you're you doing know? extra. It seems like you're doing more than you used to. You know what? It comes in waves, man. The way I look at it is I've got 50 puzzles I've got to put together, and each one of them's got its own due date. And as long as I get them all done by the date they're due, it doesn't matter if I work on them all at once or I spread it out. Okay. That's kind of how I look at what I do. And Emily's got the same problem. You put setting up a lot of shows for the fall? Yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot coming in. A lot of them going on sale at the same time, and then the shows that are already on sale, building offers for those, and it's just, it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, no, I it's mean, good to be busy. It's just, it's a lot sometimes, and you just get a little tired. That's all. Well, I mean, everybody loves summer mode, especially when you're indoor venue, right? <laughs> yeah, that, what where, summer mode? Yeah, there's no summer mode. Because <laughs> L- Laura's dealing with uh, the replica marquee. Exciting Correct. coming up this it Friday. It looks great. The Victory Grand Marquee lighting this Friday, and then I think I'm going to be there. I get a little bit of time just to sort of get my bearings together, but then I have eight shows in September, not including the Philharmonic Orchestra. So yeah. busy return back to the season. But then after that, it kind of October's a little slower, but November yeah. picks back up again. You think it'd be the opposite? September would be dead, and October yeah, I have would so be... so many shows, I can't believe it. See, and we're slow in September, but we're crazy in October. Yeah, well, so. that's great. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it works out, out, well. well. out yeah. very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in case nobody knows, Emily works in a building a block away from the competition. <laughs> Laura. <She's> my competitor. <laughs> <laughs> but you get big production shows, it's, Broadway. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, we have different things because yeah. there is a slight size difference, so. Definitely. Yeah, it works out, I think. I like to have a good relationship. 
Because mm-hmm. I'm used to back in the day when we ran all the buildings. So right. for me, it is weird that I'm like my own little island over there. So well, There's a lot of dysfunction in between now and then, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's different from before. So much drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have any drama. Yeah. Uh, you can read into the silence on that. <laughs> uh, okay, so we do have a top five this week. And in dedication to Get the Let Out, where Emily has a very exciting picture of her uh, that the band took. Her mom was had her arms up there just saying, my God, it's 1975 again. Hell yeah. And then Emily's like, you know, it, you know it's 2023, right? No, I know. Is it over yet? Place. Yeah. Are we like, done here? I did enjoy the show. I really did. It was an excellent yeah, show. Yeah. I, I mean, I dare say it kind of beats Jason Bonham out of the water just because you're getting the full Led Zeppelin treatment with the music. Mm-hmm. Cashmere was mwah, perfect. I don't know. It was a great show. It sounded... I mean, it was theatrically, it was yeah. better, definitely. Yeah. I don't know if there's a difference. In I get the it. Sound, bon- Bonham's a storyteller. He's he's got a lot of stories to tell, and people and a legacy. Are, people are there yeah. to hear it. You know what I mean? But this was more just about the music of Led Zeppelin. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, dry eyes. We know, did strobe lights. I mean, <laughs> yes. fantastic light show, right? Yeah, seemed like. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah really and speaking it. of dry eyes, that's what brought <laughs> up this top five is um, songs. That would only be perfect if dry ice or fog machines was um, activated during the performance of. Mm-hmm. So, um, who wants to start off with their top five? I can start. Okay. If, well, I think if we are we going to rotate, we'll just do like one song each. That's the way you like to do it. I love that. Yes. You like going around the table. <laughs> I like to. Yeah, it's like hungry hippos. Um, I'm going to start off with. <laughs> I love that game. That one's a free for all, though. Come on. We have That's to be true. a little more organized. Yeah. Chaos. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, everybody throw their song out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting off with Cinderella, Nobody's Fool. Oh, that nice. was the first song that popped okay. in my head. I was just like, mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm starting. First song that popped in my head was Black Betty by Ram Jam. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is smoking. Yeah. It is definitely smoking. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, you got another song? Yeah. <laughs> Don't say smoking by Boston. Smoking Boston. Oh, my God. <laughs> now it's like Hungry Hungry Hippos. Okay, Laura? Uh, well, I didn't. I wasn't prepared for a top five, but I would say uh, Purple Rain by Prince. Mm-hmm. That yeah. seems like a dry ice moment yeah. to yes. me. Well, Although I, I do have one more less serious one when you come back around. I think anything Prince after that Chappelle oh, yeah. episode. There was always dry ice. <laughs> right. Whenever Prince walked it's around. It's mystery. It's magical. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my first song would be Dust in the Wind by Kansas. Oh, oh yeah. Even in the nice video, one. they use dry ice. Nice. So, All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, bringing on the Heartbreak, Def Leppard. Yeah. Now, why dry ice, though? Because it's got that mysterious sound where it's like slinking in. It sets the mood, man. Yeah. He's kind of lost in the fog because yeah. of his, uh, his uh, love for someone that mm-hmm. doesn't love him back. Okay, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. Yeah, he's got to defend it with Jimmy. I know. It's, it's conversation, right? <laughs> we got to fill time here. <laughs> uh, my second one was uh, Metallica, Wherever I May Roam, with that sweet sitar mm. opening. Oh. Sinister, yes. Yeah, feels right. right. Gotcha. 
It's like the doors of hell are opening. Something, yeah. All right. Okay. All right, I'm going to go with the serious one this time. I'll do my less serious one next time. I'm going to go with uh, Cemetery Gates by Pantera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, same idea. Yeah, yeah. right? Gotcha. Uh, Dreamweaver, Gary Wright. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just closed my eyes today. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, I'm going to go with uh, pretty much any Kiss song, but I'm going to choose I Was Made for Loving You. Yes, Disco Kiss. <laughs> now, is that w- uh, Paul Stanley without a shirt on or with a shirt with on? With a metal vest, like the studded vest on, <laughs> the Topless hair coming Paul out. Paul Stanley on the B stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we thinking the 80s audience? Paul Stanley? or? Yeah, I want to go 80s, I think. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right. Maybe, I don't know. The late le- 80s, when did the makeup come off? 82? Yeah, Look it right. up. Sounds okay. right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a little, let's put the X and sex kind of era <laughs> there. All right. All right. Uh, I went with uh, Kid Rock, Ba with a Ba. Oh. Oh, my. Nice. Lights go down. That starts playing. Smoke starts filling the stage. That's uh, the encore basically now, right? The final song. I have no idea. Seems like that's like always the last song. Feels like set. it should. Yeah, it feels yeah. like it should be. Yeah. I remember That's when he was that Robert for him. Yeah. yeah. And he had who was that little guy he had with him? He passed away since then. It was a sidekick. Oh yeah, the oh, midget. Oh, the, uh, the guy mm. that was in the band. Yeah, <laughs> Little Joe. Is that? His name? <laughs> Is that not proper? <laughs> no, it's oh, not. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what okay. do they call him? What? Little, little person. person. Little person. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> now, I uh, is it Joe C or something? Joe like C. That? Joe C. Yes, yeah. that's it. I remember I was backstage and I was in the promoters, getting going to the promoter's office, and all of a sudden they're like, "Bobby, you got a phone call." I'm like, "Who the hell is Bobby?" And it's Kid Rock. It's his real right, name. Right. <laughs> he comes walking in with his dirty wife beater and belly, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Wasn't that the music mafia thing? No, that was Big and Rich. Big and Rich. Big and Rich was the music mafia oh, I with about that. Gretchen. Yeah, it's and around the same time he was alive. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. All right, who's next? Dot. Yeah. Wait, no, you just did did that one. Kid Rock. (laughs) Laura. (laughs) Me? Okay. I'll pick another song at random. You were going to go with a silly one. I was going to go with a silly one. I'll do it now. No, 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 we'll go with it now. Here's my silly one. A performance that deserves dry ice. When I actually lugged the dry ice into the back of the theater after sweating myself to death for like an hour. It was a real life experience here. It was, yeah. As I opened the cooler to make sure everything was there, it was like, oh, it was like a perfect Nice. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm going with uh, Lunatic Fringe. Ah. Red Rider. Yeah. It's a good one. That's got the <laughs> intro is perfect. A lot of 70s songs, man. Yeah. A lot of 70s intros. Yeah. I'm Makes sense. Not finding anything from this century. Has oh. there been one from the century yet? <laughs> I, I feel like I've got some strong contenders. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, anything from... The Eclipse uh, is coming up, so... That's pretty fair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of meatloaf, Jim Steinman stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Epic drama. And I'll make a correction. These aren't from this century. I'm I'm assuming you're talking about the 2000s. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But more current than the 70s. I went Tesla, Modern Day Cowboy. Mm. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah, good. Thanks for your approval. <laughs> bang, bang, shoot them up. So that's a uh, gun smoke. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go uh, Dreaming My Dreams by the Cranberries. 
Yeah. Don't know that song. It's a little yeah. obscure. It's on the No Need to Argue album. How's, it go? How's it go? Oh, no. <laughs> Don't make me sing. Jimmy that sings. That would be the worst. It's like an Irish yodel, right? Doesn't she yodel a lot? <laughs> it's a very uh, dreamy, spacey-sounding song, so Dry Eyes would I be like very that. appropriate. That's he has a dreamy, spacey-sounding voice, though. Yeah, absolutely. Like lullaby-ish, almost, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Any, I could go any Black Sabbath song. I'm right. going to go with uh, Children of the Sea. Yep. In the misty morning on the edge of time, we lost the rising sun, the final sign. Oh, yeah, definitely dry ice. <laughs> All right. White Snake, Still of the Night. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, I, mm, I love some White Snake, so. Yeah, it's like a land shark song. It could be a, there's a land shark you're going, just going through the dry ice, it's slowly attacking the victim. Tawny Katane, not yeah. anymore, but. That's it. She did. Oh, goodness. Getting arrested mm-hmm. by the sex police, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember. That was, that was one on of the, the, main, of the band. main street trick-or-treats, one of the early ones, probably the second year we did it. We were standing out there with Jimmy and some woman walking down the street just oozing sexuality. And we're both looking at her, and Jimmy starts fucking singing Still of the Stop Night. It. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it couldn't have been more fucking perfect. It was oh great. I was waiting for her to, like, turn around, t- take her sunglasses off. Right, yeah. Start rolling on cars. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I could you know, have my pouty little David Coverdale face. Didn't happen. Oh. Didn't happen. No. It was nice to dream. Uh, I went uh, Judas Priest of Hellion. Well, instrumental. Yeah, the intro to Electric yeah. Eye. That's right. Yep. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Nice. Are we on four or five? That's my last one. I think that was five, yeah. 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 Okay, I'm going to pick one from this century. Ready? I'm Here excited. The 2000s. The token one. The token one. Uh, for me, it's going to be Rise Above It by I Prevail. That's a rock band, in case you guys don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Laura's the youngest member of the group, and yeah. uh, <laughs> the old three don't know what it is. I'm hoping to slowly educate you on the newness of rock. <laughs> yeah, i got to write that down. <laughs> I the prevail. newness of rock. <laughs> oh. I need to remember hashtags. <laughs> Forgetting. Hashtag, don't forget rock. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this one I learned from Get to Let Out. My final one is any song you open your live set with. Huh? Could just, you imagine? Just any of Because I never would have guessed Immigrant Song, which was the first song. Me either. You were, I think you were, yeah. I, we were I, taking bets kind of in a way, like, what's the dry ice going to get used for? Yeah. And the first one you said was. Uh, no Quarter. Right, No Quarter, That's which a makes one. a whole yeah. lot of sense. But he was like, no, we used it on Immigrant Song. Like, Damn it. <laughs> but what? that was because that was the first song, and that's to hype everybody yeah. up. That, right. Yeah, it's it's Well, common. and let's face it, the dry ice only lasts so long. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, it, you know, about five seconds in, they just slowly <laughs> do, over. It it dissipates. Yeah. Dissipates. <laughs> so, I think that's a top five. There you have it. Yeah. There now is. we got Todd's story. It's, uh, that's the only headline I have for you people. Yeah, now just a couple of TikTok things I've run across that I don't know if I've shared with y'all or not. The first one is um, there's this dude named Adam Kruger. K R U E G E R. You know about this guy, the weatherman? I Freddy's think he's in son. Texas. No, he's not. No. You read my mind. The weatherman from Texas. Weatherman from no. Texas. I'll send you some videos. Um, oh. People send in, hey, incorporate songs into the weather forecast. That's amazing. Yes. And it is amazing. I, I want to see this. That. Um, it's funny. I've seen the Real Slim Shady. I've seen Hey Ya. He's done <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. He's done Jump Around. Just today, I saw Bon Jovi. 
living on a prayer. Hmm. Uh, yeah, follow him. He's he's a lot of fun. What's his name again? Adam K R U E G E R. Adam Kruger. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll pick one of them and put it on the socials or whatever. Awesome. But yeah, it's so much fun. Awesome. Uh, and then I'm stealing this story. I'll also put this one up there. It was a, a post of as a video from Flick Clips, uh, but it's basically from the Seth Meyers show. So there's this dude, William Novak, Phoenix, Arizona. He gets a, a group email that's titled Angelo's Bachelor Party, inviting him to a party in Vermont for a guy he doesn't know. <laughs> Most of us would delete, sorry, you got the wrong person, whatever. Um, he takes him up on This it. guy hits reply and <laughs> says, count me in. <laughs> uh, so the guys who sent the invite respond, you aren't the guy we meant to invite, but you sound awesome. Get your ass to Vermont. <laughs> and I'm I'm paraphrasing a lot of this. I'll, the story's much better. Um, this guy doesn't have a lot of disposable income, so he starts a GoFundMe page titled, Help Me Go to the Bachelor Party of a Stranger. <laughs> The whole trip was funded in two hours. That's oh, amazing. Wow. Yeah. Um, He's in Texas, right? Uh, he is in Phoenix. Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. So the guys that have pretty much sent it the wrong email to, or the email to the wrong person are like, you know, we'll probably ought to do a, sound, or a background check on this guy. Uh, so they ask him to send, they ask William to send, a, send us a photo of you so we can just kind of verify you who you are. We know who we're looking for or whatever. Uh, William sends a picture of himself in second grade doing karate. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> that this picture <laughs> becomes the official bachelor party T-shirt. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, story went viral. All kinds of free stuff was offered to the group, including a free Maserati for the guy to drive around while he's in Vermont. Oh my god! Wow. That's good shit. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. human spirit so story. Before, before right you uh, delete, respond. Sorry, you got the wrong person. Maybe look into it. Good, good stuff happens. Yeah, you never know where opportunities are going. Like That's right. The one time I think a GoFundMe was used properly. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing is, uh, one night in a hotel room, 3 a.m., I was uh, flipping through channels. You know there's a national air hockey table tournament, and it's on ESPN2 <laughs> wow. in the middle of the night? Of course there is. No, never Yeah. Never heard of it. I didn't watch it. I've been watching the FIFA soccer <laughs> into it. I think I'd be good at that. I like air hockey. Soccer? No. Oh, air hockey. I was very bad at soccer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, air hockey to me, I'm sure there's st- strategy and, and precision to it, but I'm just like a fucking windshield wiper when I'm playing it, man. Just left, yeah. right, left, right. Just always on wild. defense. Always on defense. Until it slows down. Well, well you mm-hmm. I always played with the four fingers. Oh, you down. go four fingers over the goal? Yeah, I don't ha- don't hold the handle. Hashtag Cheater Jim. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I would not want to no, play No, no. I mean, it's on the whatever the hell this thing you're supposed to hold to block the oh, puck. The bump, uh-huh. bumper. I'm not, you know, putting my <laughs> hand in front of it. I mean, come on. No. You're awful. Can't, I can't understand why I can't get anything in the goal. My hand's right here. Blocking it. Bet your fingers hurt after a while. Get beat up. No, no. I was always taught that was a a better way to handle. So what? What is this? What is this? Well, you know how you normally take your entire palm and you hold the handle, the dome handle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, instead of that, you got to you know you can insert your four fingers and direct it that way. Groove. Yeah, it's like you get quicker response that way. Oh. Finger movement than a full palm movement. Got it. Yeah. It always seemed to be more effective, but I'm, it's, I haven't played since 
It's all in the flick of the finger. You know, saw senior in high school probably. Okay. If anybody has any insight the on four-finger method, on this, anybody <laughs> how to properly hold well. the air hockey? <laughs> Does anybody else put all four fingers on? Them? Jimmy's married. Four-finger method. Anybody have any thoughts on the four-finger method? It's every Let us know down below. Yeah. Oh, we finally will get emails. Maybe. Now, are you four fingers or are you whole palm? Oh, uh, my word. And if you've got worse. images, send those as well. Oh. Not to me. JPEGs. Uh, Todd Dink at... <laughs> fourfingers.com two little fun tiktok things I found. <laughs> that was good uh, a fan of the podcast uh, heard us talking about get the lead out coming up and wanted to send us or make us aware please that tell me it's another picture of Emily stop it no <laughs> that uh, Emily's mom was, <laughs> no it was um, it's a festival it's a four day festival three day festival I'm sorry Five stages, over 50 awesome bands up in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It's uh, called Tribute Island, and it's nothing but, it looks like it goes from like 6.30 to 11 o'clock every night, except Saturday, it was 12.30 to 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. same, same Sunday. Nothing but tribute bands. That's kind of Fif- cool. 50 tribute bands. Yeah, that would be fun. Hosted by Jim Florentine, who's from That Metal Show, right. for all you metalheads that know Eddie Trunk. He's a big part of that. And as previously discussed, tribute band versus cover band. Tribute band looks to mimic. Emulate. I apologize ahead of time. Sorry, Potter, for what he's about to say. Yeah, yeah. let me go ahead and blanket Potter. Apologize (laughs) for anything that happens here. (laughs) You got to start doing that every episode. Um, No, so a cover band does versions of songs where a tribute band is they dress up like the band or the artist or whatever. Correct. Wow. I wonder how many. That's a three-day festival. Yeah, yeah, three days. Uh, do you have the lineup? All, do you, I yeah. mean, do you have like four versions of Kiss and like three versions of Led Zeppelin, or is it just one version allowed per the Battle of the Zeps. Artist, can I go off who they're <laughs> tributing? Please sure. do. Uh, we got Dio, Guns N' Roses, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, emo and pop punk tribute, okay. Monsters of Metal. So I could be Dio, and then you got Metallica. Creed, Joan, Joan Jett, mm-hmm. Black Sabbath, Reggae and Tropical Islands. Does it say which Black Sabbath? What's that? Does it say which Black Sabbath? Ozzy uh, Years, Deal Years. It just says Sabbatha. Sabbatha? That's okay. the name of the tribute band. Uh, Lenny, this one says Lenny Kravitz, Bob Seger, and more. Uh, this band, Carol There's a lot King of similarities in those two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Magnine, Magnine, Lenny Kravitz, Bob Seger, and more. Okay. So that, See, like you know. yeah. Americanish. That sounds like a it's, a, it's a lot of costume changes, or it's not a true tribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how you go? How you dress like Lenny Kravitz and immediately dress like Bob Seger? Um, you got Rod Stewart, Led Zeppelin, uh, the Rolling Stones, Almond Brothers, ACDC, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Cinderella, wow. Sabotage. Wow. Yeah, Nirvana, Foo Fighters, Fall Out Boy, Blink, 182, Green Day, Sublime, Rush. Cheap Trick Foreigner in the Cars on this one's called Cheap Foreign Cars. <laughs> uh, the Who, Pearl Jam, The Police, Steve Ray Vaughn, Black Crows, Leonard Skinner, Spell Drunk, Sammy Hagar, Southern Rock is what this one says. That sounds like a cover band to me. So uh, it sounds like there's some crossover because if yeah. you get a, a yeah, Leonard sure Skinner and a Southern Rock or you get a Fall Out Boy and an emo pop. 
Yeah. There's probably going to be some crossover. There are some, like, rocked, the bands who rocked Woodstock. Yeah, there's a lot of the genre kind of bass, not specific. Hmm. That's kind of cool, though. A little bit of everything mm-hmm. for everyone. Fun little you know, festival. like, I like that. There were two Rolling Stones ones, but that's the only repeat uh, ones I've seen on this year's lineup. You don't have pricing on that, do you? Curious as to how much people pay for it? $20. <laughs> for the whole week. No, no weekend. No, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, she said five stages, about 250, 300 people at each stage. And that was on Sunday. Wow. It's so. pretty cool. Yeah, if you want to good cheap fun, Tribute Island. Go support cover bands. Go support. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't <laughs> let them die. Yeah, Keep support cover bands. We are a lover of cover bands. We are a podcast based on cover bands. That's right. <laughs> I think that should make somebody happy. <laughs> In fact, we're recording from the 3 o'clock Charlie show. <laughs> yeah. So, it should be a fun night. Yeah. Oh, August 26th, right? August 26th, yeah. but, yeah. It, yeah. it will be fun. If you've not ever seen him, I mean, they're very entertaining. Um, I had so many more questions for him. Yeah, we definitely had, There's so many things I didn't even get to asking just because, I mean, you kind of turn him on and you can just let him go. Yeah. And he'll keep going. Um, yeah. You know, if we need a three-part series. Three-part, like, interview? Yeah. Three-part Potter? Potter <laughs> and Joe Smith. Oh, shut your face. Get three o'clock Charlie and Mayor that's for that, athlete singers together. That's a six-parter, man. There's, <laughs> there's no way three parts are enough for that. All you have to do, it'd be like the Bobby Knight show. All you have to do is, like, ask a question, and yeah. they'll take over the rest of oh, the Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They'll just talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just goes yeah. to the wire. And it would be <laughs> super entertaining. A uh, really good lesson. We'll have to work. I'll have to work on that. I'll give Joe a call. Joe needs to get involved. It's his yeah, it's time to get Joe tell involved. Tell him that he inter- you interviewed Matt Potter, and then he'll get jealous. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Be, I'll never forget that night that we were at Old Charlie's, and Joe was doing an acoustic set. Okay. And like he, he did Mom, I'm Coming Home, I think, by Ozzy Osbourne. And as soon as the song was over, Matt Potter's in the back back room. He, he yells, play some Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> They're good at digging each other. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. We got our 90s child with us this week, Laura Malone. <laughs> Hello. She, uh, she's got some beautiful 90s music she wants to talk about <clears throat> and some great stories that go along with it. Yeah. What you got, Laura? Well, yeah. So my first appearance on this podcast, Jimmy very playfully tagged me as the 90s child person, which it's I mean, It's only because we're older. that's we're fair, I guess. So whatever. <laughs> But uh, I said, hey, you know, like we can start talking about 90s music, you know, if you need a little something new on this thing. So, well, newer, that's newer, newish. My book, for sure. Newish. Um, yeah, so uh, my choice today is Tool. Do I, do I say my song right now? Or oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the song I chose for today is 46 and 2, which I think is pretty identifiable by most people that listen to 90s rock music so mm-hmm. that's cool but then we'll go through all the little particulars about it yeah i had to go back and want to know tool never they're not like acdc where you could hear the title of the song in the song you had to go oh yeah i know no that. no no it's all very artistic <laughs> yeah great yeah go yeah sorry to interrupt no you're good so for for those of you that don't know uh, Tool's an American rock band from L.A. They got formed in 1990, and they've pretty well held the same lineup uh, all of these years. Um, I think only the bassist was changed out, 
Uh, Justin Chancellor has been the bassist since uh, 1995. Uh, Batool has won four Grammy Awards, performed performed worldwide tours, and produced albums topping the charts in many, many countries. Uh, To date, they've only released five albums, uh, six if you count their EP, Opiate, which released in 1992, which is a pretty interesting one. Uh, but they truly emerged on the rock scene with a new, you know, to us in the 90s type of heavy metal song on their first studio album, Undertow, which was in 1993. And they became a dominant act in the alternative metal movement with uh, the release of their follow-up album, Anima. It's actually got the pronunciation. I always say Anima, but apparently it's Anima. I never do that. I've messed that up. Yes, 1996. Um the uh, group's effort to combine musical experimentation, visual arts, a message of personal evolution continued with the Lateralis album in 2001 and then 10,000 Days in 2006, which gained uh, international commercial success. And then the final album that they've released, which was 13 years after 10,000 Days, was Fear Inoculum, uh, released on August 30th, 2019 to just tremendous widespread acclaim. Uh, I, I, we could circle back to this later, but uh, we'll, we'll get into the reaction of the Swifties um, when this album dropped. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but due to Tool's incorporation of visual arts and very long, complex releases, this band is generally described as a style-transcending act, part of progressive rock, psychedelic rock, and art rock. Um, so let's... We'll get to the album now, I think. Uh, so, Anima, 1996. I think I was in high school at this time. Where and, were you guys I, at in 96? Huh? Uh, I was getting married. Getting married? Where are you, Jimmy? I'm in Florida. 96? Yeah, living in Florida. How about you? I don't know where I was. <laughs> I was an adult somewhere. <laughs> an adult somewhere. <laughs> I think I was here. <clears throat> well, this album was really fun. Uh, it was Grammy nominated. Um, it had some very interesting artwork, which was a big change from the previous two albums that we had seen. It was less raw than Undertone and Opiate. It became a lot more artistic in this album. And uh, the album itself, which is a, a new fact to me, actually, is dedicated to the stand-up comedian Bill Hicks, who had died two and a half years earlier from the album release. Uh, as a matter of fact, there are a couple of Bill Hicks Hicks clips in the uh, songs, including, uh, uh, what was that last track? Uh, Hold on one sec. Oh, well, he makes a reference to uh, his sketch about Arizona Bay, in which he contemplates the idea of L.A. falling into the Pacific Ocean (laughs) or whatever. It's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. I do have a couple of those quotes. Do you want me to say that? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Definitely. Well, here's my favorite one. <laughs> Ready? I'm going to do my best Bill Hicks impersonation, which is probably not great. Don't come we for like me. impersonations. Yeah, yeah don't come for <laughs> me. Um, <clears throat> Today, a young man on acid realized that all matter is purely energy condensed into a slow vibration, that we are all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively. There's no such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Here's Tom with the weather. <laughs> and then it wow. breaks into the Tool song, which is amazing. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Love it. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, pretty well the, the full rundown on uh, that particular album. But 
really the the idea of the song 46 and 2 it's it's under a lot of speculation i i, I listened to uh some interviews with maynard and read a lot of articles that other people write where they just kind of insinuate what the meaning is but i think the the foundation for it is uh based on the the idea of human evolution that right now on a chromosomal level we're at 23 and 1 and so to evolve to step into that next phase of human evolution your chromosomes will change You'll double down on chromosomes correcto yeah. yeah that's it right there um, so a lot of the lyrics, you know, they, uh, they they really talk about that, like uh, digging into your shadow and who you are, like your soul, your spirit and everything, and kind of transcending that and evolving past all the things that tend to hold you down. It's a very cool song. I like it. You guys, Did you guys listen to it? Mm-hmm. You're a Tool fan. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, okay. I, I, I've, n- I've not dug into it that deep, but just to me it's Audio wise, mm-hmm. it just it just hits very hard. Tool is immersive. It's very. Right? I yeah. mean, just even those little dun dun dun. I mean, they're just so sharp. Toward yeah. the end of the zone. Yeah, they're just yeah. so just so sharp and so clean that it's just I don't know. It's very just, tight. Yeah. yeah, very tight. It's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Agreed. Lateralis, I thought was one of the most beautiful albums I, I ever lost them. I lost them. Really? Start, yeah. No, it just. Ah. Well, my fun story of Tool is uh, I actually saw them on the Lateralis tour. Um, it was like maybe May or June. I can't remember exactly. 2002. I was like 19, so I don't remember what month it was. But um, I have to say, uh, I, and I'm in the entertainment business, of all the shows that I have seen, attended, whatever, this was one of the coolest shows that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, are you familiar with the artwork from the Lateralis album? They came through Evansville on that tour. Did they? Yeah. Really? Well, I wasn't in Evansville in those days. It did not sell well here. <laughs> this is not a tool town. No, no. Wait, are you sure you're not thinking of the 10,000 Days one at Roberts, right? Would, would that have been the last one? 2002, right? When, was, when did that album come out? 10,000 Days was 2006. Uh, could have been. He was wearing a cowboy yeah, hat. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're that right. was the 10,000 Days oh, performance, which unfortunately the sound was unbearable. Yeah, I don't I think that was a, a local mix-up, maybe. Um, but I saw them in uh, Pensacola, Florida. I was living at Fort Walton Beach at the time. Oh, I used to live in Pensacola. Yeah, and just so happened to see that they were on sale, picked up tickets, went to it. And uh, a couple of standout moments for me. One was when they performed the headlining track, Lateralis. Uh, if you are familiar with the insert to their CD, which they spare no expense in their artwork and the CD inserts and stuff. It doesn't have lyrics. It has artwork and cool stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in Lateralis, they had all of these. It was transparent pages that were layovers of, like, the human anatomy. So it was like... Your nervous system, your muscle system, your bones, like all of that, right? And so right whenever the song is just hitting at peak, you know, uh, these big, like, scroll-looking things, like, start falling from the rafters of the stage. And it was all of those layers of the human anatomy, like, popping out. It was was (laughs) super cool, right? I was like, wow! Um but, but definitely, hands down, the coolest thing I've ever seen. I don't know how safe it was because I've never seen it again. But there is um, a track on the Anima album where it's nothing but electricity. It's just going, 
like this. Mm-hmm. And so they started to sort of play that audio, you know, and people started getting hyped because they're like, oh, they're going to play the song that comes right after that, you yeah. know. And uh, I swear to God, you guys, I'm not kidding. They had a live Tesla coil inside Liar. the arena. I'm not. <laughs> it was hung It was hung in the center, like where the Jumbotron, you know, would be. Yeah. And then amidst all of this electricity track noise or whatever, like a lightning bolt struck the front of the stage. And then it just kept going back and forth. I've never seen wow. anything like it before in my life. You think that was an accident? It, no, that was completely on purpose, and it was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine the Evansville Fire Department, uh, what their action that oh, would the, be. Oh, yeah, a Tesla like, coil, very dangerous. <laughs> How do we get? This, this can't be safe, no. Everyone no. has to wear rubber in this area right here. Yeah, you need to put rubber, rubberize this entire stage. So did you yeah. say that was 2002? Yes. And yeah. was that at the base center there or the civic center there? It was whatever their arena. arena? I think I was, I was working there at yeah. that time. Really? Because I just looked up to see when I worked in Pensacola. No kidding. Yeah, I that's swear, where I that worked. was one of the coolest <laughs> shows I have ever mm. seen in my you life. You didn't know where you were. I, I don't know. Oh, I, I never know where I am. Yeah. And I thoroughly enjoy Maynard as a front man because... It's, well, it's funny to say front man because he's never standing in the front. I was, was going to say, he does, never does, stands does, in the front. He like he's stand always back in the, the back next to Danny, back the yeah, channel, yeah. You know, by the drums, you know, and he's just back there being weird and getting down. Yeah. I, I love it. Is all the like album art and the stage ideas is that all coming from Maynard, or is that a collective? Well, so. The band? The, the the first three albums that they did, uh, they, they incorporated some other artists to help with that album art, but Lateralis was the beginning of the Alex Gray uh, artwork that started, and they've never turned back. Now Alex Gray is almost exclusively associated to Tool as far as, you know, how much they've used his artwork since then, Lateralis, 10,000 Days, and then the Fear Inoculum album. It's all very cool. And if you ever follow Alex Gray on, like, social or whatever, very cool guy. He makes he makes really neat stuff all the time. But beyond Tool, I mean, Tool's not keeping him very busy. Are you well, talking about? Yeah, well, I mean, Maynard runs three projects, you know, kind of so he's all the time. The he's, he's got Tool, he's got uh, Pussifer, and then he has a Perfect Circle, which I don't think a Perfect Circle's toured in a little bit, but he's Pussifer's also, been it, out on festivals. He does, he's got a vineyard, too. He has a vineyard, got correct. A he's got his own. One of the tours, one of the tour yeah. managers and I were talking one day, and he showed up. He had been out there and got mm-hmm. me a bottle of wine. He even yes. has, like, a restaurant bar mm-hmm. type situation for all of his wines and whatnot. He's incredibly busy all the time. And uh, honestly, I kind of find their writing style uh, to be sort of interesting because a lot of groups, you know, like when they rehearse and write, they, they do that together. They mm-hmm. participate together. Um, Maynard himself I, on a on a Joe Rogan episode uh, kind of talked about his the way that he writes and he's like you know I I can sit down and I can write some poetry or lyrics and stuff and then like if they send me a track and I'm trying to like shove it into that song and it just doesn't seem organic and he didn't like it so basically he waits for them the band is the core of the group and they produce and make all the music and they get it to about 95 percent. And then they send it over to Maynard and say, all right, see what you can do here. And then he works exclusively on lyrics to that music. Mm. And so I think that's what makes it so special, gives it that extra tingly to it, you know, <laughs> like right. 
It's that's why it's I, remarkable. We talked about it. I was, it reminds me of how they made nothing chalky. My Jane's addiction. It was all. I thought you might have told me that it was all based around the baseline. Oh, I the, don't the entire know. album was like they had the baseline first, and they built the songs around mm-hmm. that. And the lyrics hmm. came last. Had, had kind of it's, you know what this song reminds me of? It's like a very sonic fairy fairies wear boots by Black Sabbath. Yeah. You know, me being old, that's the first thing I thought of <laughs> is just that driving bass line. Right. It's, it, but very sonic. I mean, nothing like, you know, the 1970 version they had. Yeah. Both great songs. Yeah. It's a good one. I enjoy Tool very much. Oh, let's get to the drama of Tool, though, because this Please. was really fun. I, I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed reading about this, actually. So... When Fear Inoculum hit the scene, which it had been 13 years since their last album, right? A lot of people would say, they probably dropped out of relevancy, right? Well, Tool fans, I think, are rabid, number right. one. Mm-hmm. They are loyal. They, uh, <laughs> If you ever go to a Tool concert, you will meet a number of Tool fans, and it's just a great big family. Gotcha. Uh, it's a collective. That's what they call themselves. Um, that's their fan base name? Mm-hmm. The, the Tool Collective, yes. Okay, it's not... Mm-hmm. It's not what I'm thinking you're getting into here, is it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not based on that. But the fun part about this was after not releasing an album for 13 years, and they had said, like, oh, we're going to drop an album, we're going to drop an album, and then it was, like, years and years and years Chinese later. democracy. It finally <laughs> happens, right? And at the time, Taylor Swift had just dropped her new album uh, called Lovers? Lover. Okay. And it had hit number one on the Billboard 200 chart. Woo. Automatically. As as you anticipate. Yeah, very normal. Okay. And then Tool dropped their album and just dethroned Taylor Swift from her number one spot, which, A, for a rock band is almost, that Mm -hmm. is unheard of. I mean, that's a history in the making, I would say. Um, And and had so many uh, young Swifties on the the Twitters Mm. and the Instagrams going, who the fuck is Tool? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) How is this happening? And uh, what's really cool is kind of the stats about it because Taylor Swift had many versions of this album that she released whenever she dropped it. So there was like her normal record release album. There was like a merch pack album, mm, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, deal. There was a, a concert ticket pack She's album She's a genius deal. with that kind of stuff. Then there was a Walmart exclusive. Then there was a Target exclusive disc, you know. Tool released one disc. No vinyl, no yeah. merch package, no concert tickets, no none of this crap. It was <laughs> a very extravagant disc box, I, I will mm. add. Uh, I want to say it was, uh, where was it? It was $40. But it had an LED screen. You opened it. Wow. <laughs> it like, had, like, the art and stuff inside. It was very, very cool with the CD and stuff in there. But at $40 a whack, they outsold Taylor Swift and hit that number one spot mm-hmm. and maintained it for, like, a bit. It was and, and they don't really call impressive. themselves Toolies as opposed to Swifties. <laughs> no, absolutely they should, not. They should consider it Toolies. <laughs> no. Hashtag Toolies. How yeah. dare you? Yeah. <laughs> Take it back. T o o l i e s toolies. We're gonna get that started. <clears throat> but Fear Inoculum itself sold uh, two hundred and seventy thousand units in the U.S., which is pretty fantastic. The day that it debuted was number one in Australia, Norway, New Zealand, Belgium, and top five in the U.K., Germany, Netherlands, Ireland, Italy, and Finland. Much more love in Europe for. 
well, they're international, you know, like I like I would put them up there with like Radiohead, you know, like I think everybody knows at least one Radiohead song. If you say it's Creed, I'm going to punch you right now. It's fucking Creed. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> Damn it. Which they got sued for, by the oh. way. Really? Yeah. By uh, The Rolling Stones? No. <laughs> Some no. creep. No, it was... Uh, Some Oh, keep talking. I'll find it. Tom York actually wrote that song, uh, like when he was getting over a breakup, and uh, they 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 said that he uh, he would like to warm up for rehearsal by playing this song, and Johnny, the guitar player, hated it so much (laughs) that you know he's the one that put that yeah that he was trying to mess exactly trying to mess the song up, but instead it became like a gimmick part of the song. Well, in the new Guardians of the Galaxy, there's an acoustic version of it. <laughs> if you ever heard this song. And it's, yes, I, mean, I love it's, that song. Yeah, it's good. What is that song? <laughs> the Air That I Breathe by the Hollies. Oh. What, is it very similar? Money listen to the opening. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll write that down. Listen to the of this song. Listen to it. That's why they got sued. Yeah. <laughs> and some, I'll look all into I it. need is the air that I breathe. Jimmy and love. They're interchangeable. They're well, interchangeable. listen, that was early in their career. Radiohead got much better after that. Actually, me and Jimmy were having a conversation about how... Uh, Radiohead versus Tool. The parallel. The parallel is that, uh, like, their first album for Tool was Opiate. It was very rough, and it was an EP, you know. Mm-hmm. It was, was kind of different, you know. Uh, for Radiohead was Pablo Honey, which, of course, was part of the alternative Including song creep. type area. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it had, so like, good. that one hit, you know. So but good. that was really the only thing, unless you're a real Radiohead fan, you didn't know anything beyond the song Creep. And then uh, for Tool, they did Undertow. So, sorry, Potter. I need to apologize to somebody. Again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then for uh, Tool, then they then they released Undertow, which was uh, a little fleshier, a little more interesting, you know, heavy metal type stuff. And mm-hmm. then for Radiohead, it was the Benz, which yep. was kind of like the first uh, toe in to a little more artistic side for them. My biggest regret for an opening act. Todd's always pushing the opening acts. That's mm-hmm. the one... Uh, th- my buddy convinced me out of not seeing. They opened. Radiohead? They opened for REM. Really? It's like uh, oh, Radiohead. Who the hell's that? Let's just stay here and drink. Oh my god, that makes me yeah. so sad for I you. I know. I was like, <laughs> was that a Deer Creek? It was when I was in Florida. Oh. You know, so it was '95, '96. I, I took my sister, uh. and we were late for Radiohead, and she cried. Yeah. She was very mad at me. Oh, it wasn't well, yeah, was I would have cried too. Well, so then their so third it was awkward album. Awkward the evening, I guess. I, I didn't care. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so so third album for Radiohead is uh, OK Computer, which I mm-hmm. think was just a door smasher. Just like this is what changed the game for Radiohead oh, moving yeah. forward. Same thing for Anima, for for Tool. Like that was that was the game changing album. I just thought that that was so the cool. Those are two of my favorite bands, and they sort of evolved the same way. Which and I they think stayed is awesome. in that pattern ever since, mm-hmm. right? I saw Radiohead uh, on the Anima. No wait. The uh, Amnesiac uh, Kid A tour. That's it. Kid A and Amnesiac tour in Houston. I saw him at the Woodlands. Good. So good. Yeah. I was on the lawn. I didn't even care. I was like so (laughs) happy right now. They played all the good songs. Yeah. Man. Including Creep. Actually, no, I don't no, think they did. No, they didn't, yeah. I bet they're so Shame sick on them. I would have asked yeah, for a refund. That's stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's that's encore. Americans. That's encore material. Yeah. <laughs> that's for the. With, with. I think a smoke a, machine, fog, dry ice, 
cover in the stage. They go off and just Okay, I'd like to submit up. another song, Everything it in Its Right Place, by Radiohead up. with Dry Eyes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now it's, now, now it's sparking uh, Followed ideas. by Creep. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think Creep is the truth serum if you're a fan of the truth uh, oh, yeah. Radiohead. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you know, say, oh, Creep. It's, it's always like, my oh, go-to. Radiohead's one of those bands I just can't listen to. It, really? It, it does something to me mentally. Really? It oh, should. It, it, like, okay, computer. It, it depresses good. me. Depresses it, me. I get depressed listening to it. Yeah. I, don't, I can't. Yeah, I could see I could what see you're it. saying. Album. That one, was, that one was hard to get through only because of Tom York's, like, personal story. He was married to this lady, in love with her, everything, and I guess she... She, like, came down with cancer or so. She, she got cancer. And rather than letting her husband be by her side through her treatment and eventual demise, she divorced him, hmm. which is brutal, hmm. and then died. I think he was there with her, like, maybe in the final days, but that was her whole plan was, like, you can't see me like this. And it's just really sad. And then he did, like, moon-shaped pools. Now, that is depressing. Todd. <laughs> not a good time. No, mm. yeah. not a good time to that. Uh, write music, is it? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah, Maybe it is. Kind of like Pink Floyd, the Wall, a little bit. Yeah, it's like Pink Floyd's great, but also it's a lot of sadness. Yep. Huh? That's great. Great report. Well, I'm, thanks. I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump in here real quick. Can I, yeah, please. Yeah. I'm going to do a little fun fact, Todd. Oh, oh, I haven't fact, had Todd. that in a while. Yeah. Oh, I've already written it down. You it's been a long time, Todd. Um, all right, so how do you say that title? Anima? Anima. Anima. All right. Uh, the title Anima comes from a combination of the words enema, which is removing waste from your intestine by means of a tube. Feels so good afterwards. And, and, mm-hmm. and anima, mm-hmm. a concept in, how am I saying? It's Charles Young, right? Jungian psychology, which stands for it a man's a J, inner yeah, feminine young. personality. That's fun fact one. Mm-hmm. Fun fact two, Adam Jones in the band Tool has worked on the makeup in Men in Black, Jurassic Park, and Terminator 2. Oh, really? Special mm-hmm. effects. Special huh. effects guy. we got a lot of time between that. albums, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> got a lot of time to kill. Uh, and then Adam Jones also played in a band called Electric Sheep with Tom Morello, Rage Against the Machine. Oh. Early on, I guess. Yeah, it looks like this picture of them looks very... Oh, yeah. yeah. Kids. He's Tom still got hair. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. My favorite. Okay. Maynard's got a sense of humor. Oh yeah. My favorite was, I don't know if it was April Fool's Day, it might have been, but being a Van Halen fan, it just cracked me up because he announced that he was leaving Tool and that they had hired Sammy Hagar to replace him. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Tool with oh. Sammy Hagar fronting the band? <laughs> That would be And all I can think about <laughs> yeah. is Jack's story of Sammy in that red jumpsuit, yeah. sweating through it, wearing a little tight whiteies underneath. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It says, yeah, oh, yeah. Because that's a, you have to be able to show as much of your buttocks as you can to be a singer in Van Halen. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. Requirement. Yeah. He, uh, in 2019, when they dropped that album and dethroned Taylor Swift, Maynard posted, uh, a picture of Taylor Swift, but she was dissolving like they do in Endgame because mm. that was right around the time that Endgame came out or whatever, and it was <laughs> and it was like hashtag oh. humor first. <laughs> oh, nice. Taylor never took him up on it though. Well, because rivalry because it's not happy, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah she could play. She took the high ground. That'd been awesome if they've been like rival bands. 
Well, their fans <laughs> certainly were going at it. The you social and me was alive in the parking lot, the, 3 o'clock yeah. today, we're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tool fans would kill them, right? Toolies versus Swifties. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> That'd be that, a fight worth seeing. Modern day side story. <laughs> okay, Ukraine and Russia wouldn't have anything on that. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, great report. Well, thanks, guys. Very thanks, good. Laura, yeah. for that 90s edition that we need in this uh, podcast. Hey, I'll come back with way more. I could go on and on and on about the 90s music That's that I love. That's the great thing about so. this format. It could definitely go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Todd, can you at least close it out? Absolutely. Does so anybody else have anything they want to jump in and... No, everybody's no. good. All right, right on. Well, don't forget about the socials. I think I've forgotten that a couple times. We got the the Facebook. We got the Twitter, which is now X. I X. don't. Yes. I don't know how to <clears throat> properly pronounce that yet. Is I'm gonna it go. Hashtag every playlist has a story. Tells a story. Tells a every story. playlist tells a story. Pod on X. I think Facebook and Instagram are just every playlist tells a story. And we have YouTube now. Oh, it's yeah. activated again. Jimmy's got the YouTube stuff happening. Yeah, I'm the YouTube uploading, coordinator. Uploading if you want to see faces. Are we going to have to start videoing? Or I don't know. That's what we need to get around to figuring out how a we're going to do that. Right now, you're just doing the, right now you're doing the audio. And then on the Potter episode, we did Zoom, so we had video. So I think you put that up there. Yeah, we'll do picture collage. Yeah, we'll do something. I'll find some Jim, pictures. Jimmy will come up with something <laughs> interesting. I, I do the drug history approach when it comes to, like when I did the Jack Perry interview. Right. Like I'll listen to it. Okay, <laughs> a picture, of, mm-hmm. a picture yeah. of what he just said. A picture of just what he just said. Right. But if, if we could reenact based on what Laura, how Laura, that would be fantastic. Oh. We'd have to get camera equipment, though. Yeah. God, if we do reenactments of stuff. Yeah. God, get a local, like, uh, uh, local actors thing involved. And they can reenact. To just like say things the way that we say it, but we, ridiculously, yeah. yeah. Awesome. A tool stage would be very expensive. <laughs> Imagine a Tesla coil. How much that would go for? Oh my god! How much I'd take out of the budget? Just bend a coat hanger up. What kind of <laughs> what kind of technician do you have to take on tour for that? You know? Oh yeah. yeah. yeah.